Welcome to the Iron Society podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Iron Society podcast. I'm Cody, along here with my friend... Nick Milligan. Man, we just had a great workout. Oh, it was good. Enjoyed a great bagel sandwich. I feel like there was extra bacon on it today. I don't know. It tasted extra mine, good. Mine I feel like good. there was extra cheese on it, personally. Oh, I don't know. But it, was, it was good. It was good. It was delicious. Shout out to Black Rifle Kalispell. Shout out to Black Rifle, Andy Stump, and our, our boy Kevin. The, our manager Kevin's friend, a Kevin. solid dude. He knows his stuff. And Kevin's he's passionate about it. Yeah, I respect that. He's dude. He's all in. I love it. Um, but yeah, our workout today that was rough. By the way, more push-ups. Yeah, yesterday for nine eleven. Um, this episode probably comes out a week or two after nine um, eleven. But uh, in in honor of everybody that gave their life and sacrificed on nine eleven, we decided to do the workout called Murph. Um, from Lieutenant Michael Murphy, and which is a you run a mile, you do a hundred pull ups, two hundred push ups, three hundred squats, and then run a mile. That's good. Um, and uh, yeah, I woke up this morning feeling like I got hit by a bus. The chest was was feeling it today for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And and I'll have, I'll, I will say I did it with a thirty pound ruck on my back. Yes, you that did. was not. And and we both ran an extra mile at the end. Yep. So it wasn't. We didn't just do two miles with Mikey. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yep. Because we were smoking Mikey D. Well, you know, got to help your brother finish. Yeah. Mikey, if you're listening to this, I love you and just know you're never going to beat me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not going to happen, dog. Me neither. I'll be the rabbit you can chase. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's always the goal, be the rabbit. But then I need a rabbit to chase too, you know? Oh, I'll get out in front of you eventually. Yeah. I chase you on certain things like <laughs> dips. I think that's good for us. <laughs> we, we, we have our strengths, right? Yeah. And so we push each other where we're weak. Yes. It's good. Exactly. It's good. Yep. Like you chase my good looks. Oh, I, I chase wow. your ability to build things. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, that's good. We're here to talk today about a topic. We didn't know we we're going to talk about this until later this morning, which I say that, but that's every week on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but last night um, on our Iron Society weekly call, um, we, we more or less use it as a time of Q&A with the guys. And guys had a lot of different questions, but there was one dude in particular that been dealing with some stuff and I mean for years yeah and had never repented to his wife and asked for forgiveness for something that like it was obviously he was holding a lot of weight and a lot of shame and a lot of guilt over right and this is not like something that it was hidden his wife knew about this yeah it was a certain way that he kind of emotionally forsook his wife for a period of time and it just never repented and reconciled that and so as we're going through that you know, we asked like, Hey, have you actually repented and asked for forgiveness for this? And he's like, no, I haven't. Like, okay, cool. Well, that's your first order of business. Like you need to go get that done. And as we continue conversation, like, Hey, what's the deadline for you to get this done? Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, this is Monday night. When, when, when can we follow up with you and hold you to your word of saying that you're going to get this done? He goes Thursday. Awesome. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. I think he was planning to have the conversation Thursday night. Cause yeah. he, he, uh, it has some one on one time through his, his schedule. Yeah. And, yeah. So 
uh, it, not even an hour later, he posts in the group. Or maybe he posted this morning. He had texted me last night mm-hmm. and was like, hey, just had the conversation with my wife, dude. Nice. And like his wife's response is so great. I love it. Did you see what he posted in the group? The what Satan fails again? Yeah. Yep. So he went and repented and asked for forgiveness and his wife's she forgave him and then she's like, Satan fails again. Love and it. I was like, let's go. It. it was so cool. But the 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 big idea that I we want to talk about today is being men of action. Mm-hmm. Because when I saw the action that he took, one, I he was already going to take action, right? Like we had a deadline that was set for him to do this. There was the potential for him to take action. He, he yes. committed to take action. Yes. It wasn't that he was going to. He had committed to. Yes. And which is, which is awesome. I think that is, that's step one. It's like, I mean, you can't always do everything today. Well, right? and when you publicly say something, it gives that extra layer of accountability to it, right? So yes. the commitment is more than just telling yourself, oh, I need to do this. Yes. There's a, hey, fellas. Hold me to this. I'm going to do this. Yes. And you know what's interesting about that fact, actually? Um, Neuroscientists have found out that the public declaration that you're going to do something Mm -hmm. um, actually releases the same type of dopamine that you get when you actually do it. So there are some uh, people, this is a little rabbit trail, but there are some people that um, theorize that you should not actually go public with being committed, like, like I'm going to do this marathon, right? Right. For some people, for some people, not everybody, Mm because some people public declaration of what they're doing is a very good thing Mm -hmm. for some people that don't have a track record of following through. Yeah. Um, they actually say to not go public with things like that because you get the dopamine hit up front Uh that you would get from the payoff on the end. Mm -hmm. And then you essentially just got the chemical cocktail in your brain of achieving it. And so you're less motivated to actually do it. Which really? is super wild. Yeah. It is. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. Wow. And, this, and that's why, like, even with some of the stuff for me that I am pursuing, like, some people, people don't even know that I'm doing it because for me, I'm like, I don't want to just be the hype up front. And even it was the beginning of this year, I literally said it. One of my New Year's resolutions with certain things was, I will show you what I have done instead of telling you what I'm going to do mm. because of that. Because I can fall into that trap where, um, and it's because I, you know, I mean, I'm an excited, charismatic person. And so I get a lot, like I get an emotional high off of the hype of like, this is what I'm doing. Right. You know, say that line again though. What your, your news resolution. Oh, um, I'm not going to tell people what I'm going to do. I'm going to show them what I did. That's actor non verba. hundred percent. Right. Like, yes. That's, that's why I love that. That's that statement because just like you're saying, you're, you're actually going to do it. Yes. Right. And it's not a matter of me telling you I'm going to do it. I'm going to show you what I did. I'm going to show you what I did. I really like that aspect of it. Yeah. It's good. And I think, I think a lot of guys would really benefit from that. And I mean, that's a phrase that we say a lot. It's actually on one of the shirts that we're getting ready to release. Well, when this podcast comes out, it will already be released. Um, but Pro tip. it's an act, it's, it's acta non verba. It's a, it's a Latin phrase that means actions, not words. And, um, and I believe that words are super powerful. We talk about it all the time, and there's Absolutely. a lot of power in that. Yep. But I, I do think that some people, um, and Proverbs even says, like, a man that, uh, I forget exactly how it says it, but it's essentially a man that makes promises and doesn't follow through mm-hmm. is like a cloud that brings no rain. Mm. Um, and I think with that side of it, there are a lot of guys that are like that. They say they're going to do things. They, they make these promises, and it's just empty, yeah. you know? 
Um, and so if you're that type of dude, you'd be a whole lot better. Just keep your mouth shut and just go do something. Sure. You know, don't tell people you're going to go lose 20 pounds or that you're going to do a Bible study. Do the 30-day Bible study and then tell everybody, hey, this is what I did. Yeah. I mean, instead of expending the energy touting on what you might do, yep. maybe put a plan together, mm-hmm. right? And then follow through and execute that plan. Yep. I think the practicality of that is going to be so much greater than the, the hype of you know, the excitement in that moment to, yeah, I'm going to do this yep. and, and uh, you know, it's going to be great. And da, 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 da. It's like, well, if, but how are you going to do it? How are you going to hold yourself accountable to do it? Yeah. What's, what's the actual practical daily steps that enable you to be successful in doing it? Yeah. So I, I just think being men of action is the thing that distinguishes great men from not great men, right? I mean, you just look back in history the people that have changed the world have been incredible men of action, right? And, and I'm talking like, go back hundreds of years. You want to, and like them or not, right? Like guys like Napoleon yep. or Genghis Khan, Alexander right? the Great. Alexander, I mean, these dudes. They literally called him the Great. Yeah. These are <laughs> dudes know? that were like, we're not only going to say we're going to do something, we're, we're going to go conquer and then plant our flag and let everybody know what the heck we just accomplished, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that is a trap a lot of men get into is we have these, these big goals, these big dreams, right. That are only accomplished one way, doing something, mm-hmm. taking action. Yep. And I think there's a lot of dreams in men's hearts that they go to the grave with because they never did anything with it. Yeah. Oftentimes guys only act when it's absolutely necessary. Yes. And oftentimes, unfortunately, it's too late, mm-hmm. right? You find yourself in the situation where your back's against the wall yeah. and X, Y, Z is happening and you're like, okay, now I'm going to, now I have to, I'm going to go act. And, and, and that's such a, you're responding instead of getting ahead of it, right? Like you're reacting instead of being proactive and man, that's such a like, more difficult place to function from. Yeah. Right. And, and the too late part is a reality far too often at that point, yep. instead of you being able to pull it out in the ninth hour. Yeah. Man, how much more, how much less stress and how much more success will you see if you were actually able to be proactive about something Mm -hmm. and get after it? The procrastination is what kills a man. Yeah. Right. And there's different reasons for that procrastination that we can get into if you want. But at the end of the day, that's what's killing a man from being able to be, to be able to thrive in his life. Yeah. And, and, and ultimately, speaking of procrastination, and like, so even thinking like, what can a man practically do to become a man of action, right? I think the big, the big thing that causes procrastination, at least it does for me, like practically, even with like iron, the, iron, the Iron Society in of itself, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like the business side of the Iron Society, sure, right? Because we have, I mean, we're about to launch an apparel side of the company. We have the actual Iron Society Brotherhood. We have the nonprofit side of things that is going. We have these events that we're looking at, all these different things, right? There, I mean, the podcast, the this. I mean, there's a billion different things. Sure. Right. The thing that causes the most procrastination in me is when I look at the pile and the mountain of tasks to mm-hmm. do, right? And then I'm I just like, it's like, I wouldn't even say it's paralysis by analysis. It's like paralysis by sheer volume of crap that I know I yeah. need to do. Yeah. You know? And so I think the first thing, if you need to become more of a man of action, just pick one freaking thing. Just pick one thing. Yeah. You're not going to accomplish everything that you need to do 
right when you need to do it. It's like one of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins is, uh, Tony Robbins is people overestimate what they can do in a year and mm-hmm. underestimate what they can do in five years. Mm. And, and that is to say, a lot of people are so consumed with this idea of, I need to accomplish everything right now. Mm-hmm. And we just need to be okay with the fact that you're not going to do that. You're, nobody is actually capable of doing everything they need to do now. But being okay with the fact of, what about if I gave my 12, myself 24 to 36 months to accomplish these 25 things that are really big things, mm-hmm. right? And then you just start slowly chipping away at one. And then when you've made some progress, you add the second one in and you make some more progress, right? And you just start, but you have to choose one thing. It's like shooting a target, right? If, I, if we were to go hunting and I'm trying to shoot five elk, which, is, which would be illegal, um, by the way, unless <laughs> I don't know anywhere that you can hunt five elk. I don't believe so. But it's like, eventually what you have to do is you have to get your crosshairs on one target mm-hmm. to kill that one thing. Yeah. And, and so if you are a procrastinator habitually and you just always putting things off because you do have a lot of things you need to accomplish because the average man from, from all the men we've ever spoken to, they want to be better husbands. They know they need to make their marriage better. Mm-hmm. They're, they they want to be a better dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and then there's all the different minutiae that goes on with that. Mm-hmm. They want to grow spiritually. They want to be a better leader. They want to make more money. They want a better job. They, they you know, better they, community, they want better community. They want yeah. better friends. They want, a be, they want better health. They want to lose the 20, 40, 60, 80 pounds, whatever, right? There's so many different things. Yeah. And they look at it and they're like, how do I do all of this? Yeah. And it's like, don't do all of it. Do one. Just do one. Put your crosshairs. Put your scope on one target and kill it. That singular focus is crucial, right? I think, I think many of us try and be all things to all people. Yeah. Or, or the opposite, we want to just solely serve ourselves. Yeah. Right? And that usually leads to just a comfort mindset, right? Where you want to be served, not serve. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's a bad road to go down because you just end up being slothful and yep. you're even more out of shape. And you're, I mean, just... So many, so many things wrong with that mindset. Yeah. So instead, you know, if, if we're here to serve, what does that look like? And how do I do it well in all areas? Mm-hmm. And that can be overwhelming. Yep. Right. I, I, I understand that. And, I, and it often is if you allow to your analogy to see this huge mountain in front of you of tasks. Yep. Yep. Right. And it's, it's also a, a mindset shift though. It's, I don't have to do this. I get to do this. Yeah. So there's that, just having that mindset shift that you get to do this. And then, like you say, have a singular focus and, and start picking this mountain apart, put it into some smaller hills that are manageable, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is my goal for today or this hour or whatever. Break it down as small as you need to, yeah, right? And whether it's a task list or, or what have you, there's, there's tons of different methods to begin to organize your mm-hmm. thoughts and plan and but then but then execute the plan yeah. right have enough diligence discipline to be able to systematically execute that plan when necessary yeah. now you know you may make a plan and whether it's circumstance or god himself decides to yep. alter that plan you need to be able to course correct as you go and everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the right. face tyson, the great philosopher know. Mike your, Tyson. Or your ear bit off. Or your ear bit off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you got to be able to adapt and overcome and, and figure it out, you know, as you're working uh, towards that goal. But, but the goal 
remains the same. And yeah. it's and it's just the one thing, right? Yep. Or 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 the couple things that you know you can, you know, figure out within that time frame. Yeah. So here's a question for you, because I know my answer to this. I'm mm. curious what your answer is. Mm. Let's say a guy sitting there like, okay, cool. I have six super important things. Sure. Right? Like, and, and they could be tasks or just larger things that like we talked about, like marriage, parenting, this, that, okay. all that stuff. If you're faced with that, how do you pick how do you pick the most important thing? You gotta figure out what your values are first and foremost and which okay. what's the most important to you. And and I mean, you could also go with, well, what's the most bang for your buck? Try and knock that one out first, mm-hmm. what have you. Or you could have the opposite mindset of, well, what's going to be easiest to get off my list? Well, well what do you do? I want to know what Nick does. <sighs> I think... Because you got a lot going on. You run, <laughs> you run a business. Mm-hmm. You're building a house that is way too big for your family. <laughs> <laughs> building a barn dominium. You, I have a nice you, big shop. You, you, you bit off a lot. I did. Well, but, I bit off a lot in the sense that I'm doing it myself. Yes. I had planned to sub out more stuff, but what I quickly found out in this current market in this area, uh, subs want to charge you, uh, I don't know, upwards of three, four times the amount of what the typical rate is because they are so busy, they don't need the work nor actually want the work. So I'm finding myself doing more and more uh, of it than I planned on. So yes, I am far more busier than I ever anticipated yeah. in this season of my life, for sure. But, but so how do you choose what to, like, you know, let's say you have six big things in front yeah. of you, right? How do you choose the most important? I think if you're looking at it in a season, uh, you know, so let's, let's just even take it, you know, three months at a time, right? Mm-hmm. What are my goals by the end of that season, right? Mm-hmm. First and foremost, you know, I'm a faithful worshiper of God, and so my priority is my relationship with Him, right? Mm-hmm. And that plays out in different areas of my life, and that affects every area of my life. Yeah. So as I set that first priority, that, that highest value, that will often dictate the rest of it. Now, uh-huh. I'm as a believer, I'm called to be a good husband and be a good father and lead my family well and provide for them, right? So that spills out into, I just listed four other areas, right? Yeah. You know, being, you know, the, the husband my wife deserves and needs, being the father my kids deserve and need, uh, providing uh, fiscally for them, mm-hmm. but also providing shelter for them, yeah. which is a very real <laughs> concept in my yes. life right now. Yeah. Hence the building. So, you know, um, now you get down on to more of a daily grind on that, and it's, you've set, I, I set, I think, up you know, myself in the morning, first and foremost, to make sure I'm aligned with God first, get mm-hmm. my prayer and scripture time in. Yep. Right. And then I've got to go take care of myself. Yeah. You know, well, I'm doing, I'm taking care of myself with that relationship, aligning myself with, with, with God and his will and getting his word in me and, and being reminding of his promises and his truths. Right. But physically I've got to be able to endure. Right. Yep endure this life, be capable of physically building a house myself, be capable of having the energy when I'm done yep. doing that to engage with my family and so on and so forth. Um, so, you know, I've made it a priority that five days a week I'm in the gym mm-hmm. working out, doing, doing my thing there. And then, uh, from there it's, you know, right now, like, so today's the first day of school for my kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to see them when I get right back home. Yeah. After this. And so I'm going to have, a little more bandwidth to you know, whether it's t- uh, knocking out some work emails, what have you, or uh, getting right to the, to the house build. So, you know, but the next day my kids are actually home cause they're, it's a co-op 
and the, they're homeschooled. So, you know, I'm going to take the time when I come home, greet my family, engage with them, mm-hmm. cook up some food while I'm doing it. And, you know, ask my wife, is there anything I can help her with, you know, in the morning? Cause you know, I've left before they're, they've gotten up. Um, so, you know, so it's, I, I don't know if I'm directly answering your question, but I'm just kind of giving you a, a glimpse in the day of my life. I've, it's, it's a matter of prioritizing priorities. Yeah. Right. And, and I think for me to be able to do that well, it's not a, it's not a multitask thing. Yeah. It's a, have my priorities align with my reality. Yeah. The actions that I take in my daily grind is such that allows me to be effective in every area. Yep. Because like you say, it, it's a lot. There's, yep. there's a lot going on and to juggle all that, you know, sometimes I'm in the middle of whatever it is, framing up this wall or what have you. And my phone dings and I've got a client with some urgent thing and I've got to assess, okay, do I finish what I'm, we've got right in front of me or do I go and, you know, answer this client, serve this client well? Yeah. Or do I have some bandwidth here to, you know, maybe, um, delay that, you know? And so you're constantly assessing and reassessing yeah. and making decisions on the fly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think with that though, you've got to do that on the larger scale too. I may have set a plan coming into that next quarter. Hey, I want to be this far on the house. I want to have you know this much income coming in. I want to make sure you know I've got so many date nights in with the bride and one on one time with the kids and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. You know, make sure I've I've given some space for you know working out or you know some. Uh, educational type stuff, getting some good audio books in or what have you. And so, but there may come a point a month in or so where I've got this new element that I've got to figure out that that gets introduced. And so that, that constant reassessment and then be able to course adjust on, on the way. So, you know, maybe, maybe I'm only working out four days a week, Mm -hmm. you know, next month. And I've got that extra morning set aside for for example, men's Bible study on Monday morning. Maybe, maybe I don't work out that morning afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, in this next season, because I know winter's coming and I've actually got to get back to the house and get going yeah. on that. Right. And, and that's okay. Yeah. Because it can adjust seasonally. Yep. So I, I think that's the thing is I think often we'll, we want to make a plan and then hold fast to it. And then when that plan doesn't get executed perfectly, guys mm-hmm. will just abandon the plan altogether yeah, just burn it all down instead of actually working through whatever is cr- the current situation is and adapting their plan to make it still work it's, yeah it's not a matter of pass or fail it's mm-hmm. a matter of you know trying to trying to make make the outcome what it what it needs to be in light of reality yeah yeah I don't know. and i think what you're explaining is kind of how I would break that down, because I think we're, we take similar approaches to it, but probably just articulate it a little different. Um, so when it comes to, like, if, if, if I have tasks that I need to do, like, there's, like, just the practical tasks, yeah. right? Um, and I got this, God, like, freaking, geez, like, 15, 16 years ago from one of my mentors with, it, it's a Franklin Covey way of doing it. So you have, like, the urgent and important quadrant. You have the urgent but not important you have the not important and not urgent and then important but not urgent, right? Gotcha, sure. And, and sure. tasks move through that yeah. uh, like quadrant, essentially. Yep. And where you want to live is important but not urgent, 
Sure. Right. Because as soon as something becomes urgent and important, it's like you have to do that. You have no you have no other choice but to take care of that matter. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's a reactive aspect at that point. Yes. Yeah. Because you did not deal with it when it was important, but not urgent. Right. Um, And like last night, the guy that needed to talk to his wife, like it's that has been a, an important but not urgent necessarily in his mind. Although mm-hmm. I would classify it as it's always been urgent. You just haven't classified it as that. But putting that time on the calendar of saying, "Hey, we're going to we're going to check up on you in two days," it all of a sudden became urgent and important. Right. Right. And right. he took care of it because yep. that that is what needed to happen. So when I look at tasks, that's part of what I look at. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm, I pretty much live in the urgent and important when it comes to tasks. Cause there's so much, I'm just like, what do I need to do right now? Right. What do I have to take care of right now? Uh, not where I like to live. And, you know, I try my best to work in some of the, you know, important, but not yet urgent, but that's for tasks. But then large scale, um, you, you were kind of talking, alluding to it, but this is, I've always called it the big domino. Okay. Like if I stack a bunch of dominoes together, right. And one is, you know, let's just say it's a five foot tall domino. Mm-hmm. Right. And the rest of them are kind of like two, one foot, three foot dominoes. Right. I want to, I want to get the big domino done first. Cause if I knock that one over, it starts to push over subsequent things. Mm-hmm. Right. And this mm-hmm. is where for me and for both of us, like, Getting our scripture done reading in the morning, getting our exercise done in the morning, that's a big domino for me because it makes all the subsequent tasks that I have to do during the day easier because I've pushed over this big domino. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on what you're trying to accomplish, big dominoes are different things. Sure. Um, but that's how I look at big scale things is what is what's the bigger thing that I need to focus on that makes everything else happen easier. Right. Mm-hmm. And case in point, cause we've been talking about this a lot lately. Um, and I'm going to, I'll talk about it cause I don't think he listens to the podcast. And if you do, I don't know, figure your crap out, but our landlord is not like, there's a bunch of stuff wrong with our house. Yeah. Right. When we came to get this and, and you like to take, you know, you're, you're, you're much more aggressive in this than like I am. Assertive. Right. Yes. Um, cause there's certain <laughs> things you're like, I wouldn't put up with this. He needs to fix this now. And da da da. you need to go talk to him about this. And my response typically is like, yeah, I, yes, but I'm going to spend my mental energy and bandwidth on these other things that can cause a different outcome, right? Sure. So instead of me- The different outcome being moving. Yes, exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah. So for me, I'm like, well, if I, if I spend 20% of my mental bandwidth for the day going back and forth with him trying to get this one, one issue or these multiple issues taken care of- that's 20% mental bandwidth that I could spend doing these other d- things that are the big domino to where, oh, we're making 15,000 more a month in the business. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I can just move out of this house sure. and not even deal with it, yeah. right? And that's, for me, that's how I look at these things is I only have so much mental bandwidth I can work with during the day. So I'm going to find the big domino and put all my effort into that if I can maintain this other thing. Right. Cause like, is the house perfect? No. Can we sleep under it and it rain and us not get wet? Yeah. <laughs> At least right now. Right. Currently. Um, are there mice? Let's hope so. Was there a mouse this morning crawling on my counter that I had to kill? Yes, there was, you know, um, unacceptable. Was there a, was there an outlet that started smoking and almost caught fire last week? Yes, there was <laughs> like, unacceptable. yes, there, yes. And I, I do, I, I agree. Right. Um, 
but even in my head, I'm like, what's my big domino right now? You know, like I have X amount of time to execute this and I have to get it to this point. Um, so is the back and forth every other day or for a couple of weeks on end, is that going to help me meet my Q4 goal or will it not? Right. Sure. And for me, and this is just my estimation of it, um, and uh, different people might estimate it differently. Right. And this is where a lot of this whole conversation, um, is at the end of the day, you have to make the call for what you think your big domino is and what you need to execute on. You gotta, you gotta do what works for you as well. Yes. Right. If, if you're trying to adapt or adopt some other person's methodology of doing whatever, you know, Jocko is always posting these up at four 30. No, no world where that happens in my life consistently. Yeah. If there's a season that that's what's required of me to accomplish something yes. specific. Sure. But that is not my standard operating procedure for yeah. the rest of my life. Yep. That is, that is not a, a healthy functional time of the morning for me. Yes. Personally. Yes. But so I, I'm not going to uh, adopt that thinking that's the only way it can be done. Correct. I'm going to figure out what, what time works for me where I can be the most effective for my day, yeah. from my situation. Yep. And this actually, this leads into the second thing that I really believe that causes a lot of men to procrastinate. Mm. And it, it is, and it's a biblical idea. And this is where a lot of, I think, Christian men um, use this biblical idea to their procrastinative advantage, okay. right? When scripture says, there is safety in the multitude of counselors, mm. right? I think that, yes, if you're, making a, if you're making a big decision, you need to get wisdom on that, yeah. right? And, and multitude of counselors, I think, you know, you, we have to interpret this correctly and, like, actually what becomes usable. Because it's like, are you going to go get 30 people's opinions? I think that's stupid because you're going to get a lot of different opinions. Too many chefs in the kitchen, they say. Yes. But what I think happens, first and foremost, I think, most men, when it comes to making decisions in their gut and in their spirit, they know what they need to do, right? Yeah. But what I think can happen is, is you go, quote, seek a multitude of counselors, one, because that's a form of procrastination. You, it can be. You, sure. you know what you need to do, but you're just going to go talk to 20, 30 people about it so that you don't actually have to go do it, yeah. right? And the other piece is, I think most men know what they need to do. And they either want to go talk to somebody that is going to talk them out of doing it, mm. of doing the hard thing, or they need that little extra shove to actually go do it. Sure. Right? Um, and I, I think most men live in that one of those two places where they know what they need to do, but they want somebody to tell them the opposite so they're off the hook, or they just need that extra kick in the crotch to go get it done. Yeah, I think, and even more so... I think a lot of guys will will utilize that excuse on two minor of decisions. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like back to your thought of they know what they need to do. Yeah. Right? You don't need to go talk to two or three guys to decide, you know what, I really need to get back after it and get get back in the gym. Yeah. But that's that's not a go get counsel decision. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Right? Um, or we can't pay our bills because my job doesn't pay us enough because of inflation and some of these things. Should I go get this higher paying job? Yes, you should. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, is it really the Lord's will? Is it, it's the Lord's will that you provide for your freaking family, bro. Yes. So yes, go get that other job. And if it means that your hours change a little bit or you're going to be a little more tired or whatever, go get the freaking job, dude. Yep. 
because what you're doing right now isn't working. You don't need counseling for that. Yes. You don't need a multitude of counselors. Correct. Now, if that other job, I would say, is relocating your family to another state or causing a mass, like in general, a bigger life change than I just show up to work at a different place in slightly different hours. Yeah. Yep. Get some get some wise yeah. counsel on that. If the implications are vast and not all necessarily positive. Yes. Yes. Counsel. Yeah. Insight, yeah. wisdom, good. But do not use wise counsel as an excuse to put off doing what you know you need to do. Yeah. That is not what men of action do. Well, there's there's an aspect of of fear. I think is part of it too. There's a procrastination because you're afraid of the unknown. 100%. Right? There's, there's an aspect to where we're comfortable because we know our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Even though those circumstances may not be good, oh, it's safe. They're your blankie. Right? Even, even, if, even if you have a, just a, a horrible, horrible, I'm trying not to be too extreme, just, you know, if you don't have a good relationship with your wife because you don't communicate well, but, but you're, too nervous to go talk to a counselor because yeah. of that unknown experience because mm-hmm. you've never done that before, right? Yeah. That's not a good reason to put it off. Yes. Right? There, there's the benefit far outweighs any negative that possibly might be. Yeah. But, but I think far too often guys are too concerned about how they appear, about how, it could, ultimately, because they're going to be known. Yep. They're going to be found out. Yep. Their sin's going to be revealed. Yep. No one likes their sin to be out for everyone to know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you've got to own it. Mm-hmm. You've got to be, be strong enough, be willing to be humble enough to admit your sin, own it, and be able to put your marriage in a better position. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, you... you Men of action are men of action because they take action. Take right? ownership. Yeah, they take ownership well. and they take action. Yeah. And so wherever you're finding yourself today, and it, I mean, if you're listening, you're 30, we are 33 minutes into this conversation. I guarantee you at this point, if you're still listening, there is at least one thing that has popped in your head that's like, I need to take action on this. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, just go freaking do it. You don't need counseling. You don't need to figure out the best way. Just go do it. Go do something. And do it soon because the, the, there's no better time than now, yeah. right? You're, it's fresh on your mind. You're feeling that tug, the Holy Spirit speaking to you, yeah. going, man, and you know exactly what it is. Yep. And if you put it off till next week, you're not going to have that same thought. You're not going to be in the same frame of mind. You're not going to have that extra bit of kick, you know, that you've, you're experiencing in this moment. Turn off the podcast. Yep. Stop your car. Mm-hmm. Make that phone call. Do, do. Yep. Do, do work. Do the work. Yep. That's to, to wait and allow life to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Distractions are everywhere. Excuses are abound. Mm-hmm. Just go do it. Yep. And that's why I always like to say, emotion creates motion, and motion creates emotion. And it's for both sides of the equation, depending on where you're at. Yeah. So, like, if you right now know what you need to do, you are having, probably in this moment, you're having some type of emotion come up in you right now. That emotion needs to lead to motion. 
Like it needs to cause you to move. And at the same way, if you know what you need to do, but you don't feel like doing it, motion creates the emotion. Mm. So just get going before you even have the emotional tug to go do it. And eventually you will start to feel like doing it. So this, depending on what side you're at, if you have the emotional kickstart or you don't, emotion creates motion and motion creates emotion. Either whatever place you find yourself in, there is, there's only one next step. It's to act. Yeah. That, that emotion, I think, I would argue, is often conviction. 100%. Right? That's the emotion. Yeah. Now, it could be condemnation as well. Sure. But there is no condemnation in Christ. Yes. So put that out your mind. Yep. Understand the difference between that and, and conviction and go act upon them. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's zero way around this topic. The only way you become a man of action is you take action. Yep. Like that is it. And, and I would encourage you, take action in the super small ways, right? If you know you, like your marriage is not in a place where you wish it was, wish it was, don't, maybe you don't need to jump straight into counseling or maybe it's just going up to your wife and telling her that you love her, you know, and doing that small act because that there's also the snowball effect of this kind of stuff. Sure. Where small things can lead into bigger things. Sure. Right. It's like, I like when, when I, you know, ran a 17 mile trail race a few years back, well, it's actually more than that now. Like I didn't just jump right into and sign up. Like I'm going to do this trail race. I'm just going to go do it. Right. It started with me on the street running for 30 seconds and then walking for 30 seconds for 10 minutes, mm. right? It started with something very, very minuscule and manageable, yeah. right? And this is where I think a lot of people, when it comes to their spiritual life or it comes to their health or whatever, we always, like, we, we just think, like, in order to create a, create a massive change that we have to do something massive. Mm-hmm. And yes, massive action has its place. But for some guys, if it's like, yeah, I just never read my Bible. Cool. Go read one verse. Just one. Just one. Well, is that really? I mean, like, yes. Just first of all, it's more than you've been more doing. Than, yep. And two, it's, it feels incredibly manageable. And you just, you just got a little win from a small, from something small, right? And, and it seems insignificant, but it's not insignificant. You, you started that snowball rolling. And then if I, if I just say, go read one verse, what are the chances of you actually reading two or three or five? Sure. Very, very high, right? Like maybe, you know, you need to lose 40, 50 pounds. Cool. Maybe you don't go get a gym membership today. Maybe you just go do a couple walks during the day. Super manageable, right? The low hanging fruit when it comes to becoming a man of action, that's how you train yourself to become more of a man of action, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We, when we see guys taking these massive steps of action, I guarantee you they did not start there. Sure. Right. And even in scripture, when it talks about like David and Goliath, right? The reason David had the confidence to take the massive action of taking out Goliath is he's like, listen, I've killed the lion. I've killed the bear, right? He had these small wins that led up to giving him the confidence to take the massive action. And what was he doing before those two kills? He's taking care of sheep. And what was he doing while he was taking care of the sheep? I don't know, like freaking playing music and practicing with his sling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? He had nothing but time on his hands. Oh, yeah. Doesn't, you know, shepherding 
cheap isn't the hardest job in the world, no. but it's time consuming, right? For You're sure. out there with them all yep. day, every day. Yep. So guess what? The boy who probably doesn't have a whole lot with him, right? Yep. But he's got his sling and there's rocks abound. 100% that kid was slinging rocks at trees oh, yeah. all, all during the day. Yep. So back to your point, it's the little consistent things. It's the little wins. We call it stacking wins, yep. right? Yep. It's, and that allows you to create the confidence, the ability. Mm-hmm. The, it gives you what you need to perform when called upon. Yeah. Right. When the David or when the Goliaths come, yep. you know, when the bear comes, you have the confidence and ability to act. Yep. Right. You're not afraid because you've prepared yourself. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's doing something with, uh, well, one of my favorite quotes, Brian Houston from Hillsong. He, he uh, God, I heard him say this like maybe like 20 years ago. He came and spoke at a church I was at. Mm. Um, he said, use what's in your hand to fulfill what's in your heart. Mm. And I think what's, what is in our heart oftentimes are these big dreams, mm-hmm. right? But oftentimes what we have at our disposal, at our disposal can't quite accomplish that. So sure. what, what do you have in your hand? Yeah, what are your resources? What could, what could you do, right? Case in point, yesterday, um, this week sometime, you know, it's Callie's, my daughter, it's her week to go on a date with me, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, I'm figuring out later this week when we're going to do it. And, but she's been asking me the past couple of days, Daddy, when are we going on our date? When are we going on our date? And I'm like, I, I, I haven't set the time yet. Okay, cool. Um, Steph sent me a picture, like when I got home yesterday when I was working, and it was her in her room sitting down, and she had a couple of her dolls set up, and she had like her teeth her tea set out and Steph like snuck a picture like all creeper style and it was her she was just like kind of having a little tea party with her with her guess what daddy's doing with his yeah. daughter this week. and I well no and and it because I haven't set the time up for the date right but what I thought was do I have 10 minutes right now mm. yes I could stop what I'm doing and take 10 minutes so I walked mm-hmm. up there mm-hmm. what are you doing what are you doing babe oh just having a tea party with my with my dollies mm-hmm. okay cool would you be would you be okay with having a quick tea party with daddy? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm going to take this. And I went downstairs. I brewed a little her in her little teapot. I brewed some tea, took it back up there, sat down, poured it. And we sat there for maybe 10 minutes, right? While my, while Steph was getting my lunch ready. And we had a quick little, and I, I asked her maybe three, four questions the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, like how was school today? Mm-hmm. What did you do? Um, you know, like how's, how's your day going? Sure. Right. How'd you sleep last night? Yeah. Um, all this stuff. And, we, we finished our tea in like 10 minutes and gave her a hug and a kiss and said, okay, daddy's going back to work now, right? I used what was in my hand to fill what was in my heart. Like at this week, we have not gone on our date yet, but I had a very small moment in time that I could capture, right? Yeah. And, and use to my advantage to build on what I want to be building on. Um, and I think every man, I do, I do not care how busy you say you are. You have time like that in your day. Oh yeah. And if you don't, I will pay you $10,000 if you come to me and I, I, I'll literally make this challenge to you. I will absolutely make this challenge. Any man out there that's like, I don't have time, like these small little pockets in my day to invest in my marriage or my kids. You come to me, I will give you a one hour coaching call with me. I will not charge you for it. And if I cannot find a five or 10 minute time during your day where you can invest in your kids intentionally, I will pay you (laughs) $10,000. So any of you listening to this, if you, if you have the gall, the nerve and the audacity to take me up on that, 
I will pay you $10,000 if I cannot find that for you. No, that's absolutely true. And, and, and again, it comes back to what you value. Yes. Like there's, there's being busy and there's being productive. Oh, 100%. Right? Like we are really good as, a, as humanity of being busy. No, for sure. We can fill our time. And now, nowadays it's easier than ever. Oh, yeah. Right? You, you got the smartest thing in the world in your pocket. Yep. And you can find anything and everything you want to entertain yourself with. Yep. For as long as you want, mm-hmm. right? And it's not—it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Yep. And so, I mean, right there alone, I think you'd be able to find just about any—you know—anybody wasting time. You just you go know. into people's screen time on their phone, and I'll show you exactly how much time you're exactly. wasting, right? Exactly. And it's like, listen, we can find five or ten minutes a day to move you forward in any area of your life. I'm talking any area, spiritual. Physical, mental, yep. emotional, marital, parental, I do not care. And if I, can find, if, if I can find 10 minutes in your day, which by the way, if you want to take me up on that challenge, you're going to lose because I will find it. <laughs> Think about this for a minute. If I could find 10 minutes in your day, I just found an hour and 10 minutes a week, yep. which I just found an hour and 40 minutes, sorry, Hold on. No, four hours and 40 minutes a month for you, mm-hmm. right? If I could find 20 minutes a day, I could find close to five hours, right? Tell me, try and tell me that you cannot make progress with five additional intentional hours a month. And when you look at it that way with the small chunks of taking small micro action, there is no way that you will not make progress if you're willing to take action on the small things. Yep. But Oftentimes, we can just look at the small things and disregard them because we think, oh, what's that going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. maybe that one 10 minute won't do much. But if you stack those 10 minutes for six months on end, I guarantee you, you'll see some kind of difference. Guarantee. Impossible it won't. Mm-hmm. Impossible. Mm-hmm. So I like it. at the end of the day, we have to be men of action. And everybody is going to be starting in a different place with that. Right. For me to take more action is going to look way different than somebody else taking more action. Sure. Right. Um, but we all have to take more action. We just have to. We, we are like, we're called to dominate and subdue the earth. Right. I mean, it's the creation mandate. Um, like, and every man listening to this, I don't care where you're at, there is some area of your life where you want to be better. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get there is to freaking do something about it. Yep. Talking about it, talk is cheap. Talk is so cheap. Um, it, you just need to, you need to adopt acting on verba. I like it. Like actions, not words. So yeah, there's that. Well, it's good. Any final words? I think that was great. All right, cool. Well, it was a good episode. It's a good episode. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, guys, remember there's more in you. You have what it takes. You are called and your family needs you to rise. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Out. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me, at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well, at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.